Welcome to Art of the Kickstart, your source for crowdfunding campaign success. I'm your host, Roy Morjan, president of Inventus Partners, the top full-service turnkey product development and crowdfunding marketing agency in the world. We have helped startups raise over $100 million for our clients since 2010. Each week, I'll interview a crowdfunding success story, an inspirational entrepreneur, or a business expert in order to help you take your startup to the next level with crowdfunding. Art of the Kickstart is honored to be sponsored by Gadget Flow. The Gadget Flow is a product discovery platform that helps you discover, save, and buy awesome products. It is the ultimate buyer's guide for luxury gadgets and creative gifts. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to another edition of Art of the Kickstart. Today we are talking with Matt Charles, president of Tidy Board. Matt, thanks so much for joining us today on the show. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me, Roy. So I really love your innovation uh, during this whole pandemic. I've started taking up cooking and trying to uh, help the family cook a little bit more. This product is a perfect fit for, I think, most kitchens out there, big or small, uh, in terms of just an overall space saver. Uh, and what you've done is truly kind of streamline the uh, the food prep process out there with this amazing innovation, the Tidy Board. So if you would, please give our audience a little bit of background in terms of the inspiration in terms of creating Tidy Board. Yeah, thanks for those uh, kind words. That is kind of the, the way we look at it too, the streamlined process. It was basically just like everyone else in the kitchen, having trouble organizing all the ingredients and the scraps and boards getting cluttered and plus compounded by a very small counter and kitchen space that we were working with in the Bay Area. So yeah, um, I just kept thinking I need something at the edge of this so I can just slide the scraps into it. Originally, it was really just about the scraps. And then once we started uh, fooling around with prototypes and grabbing pieces off of the shelf um, and mixing them together, we kind of came up with the nested solution. And I have to give credit to uh, Mark Van Velzen and William Charles, my little brother, for working after hours and figuring that out. So it was, it was a really great team effort. We, we had a lot of fun figuring it out, and it's pretty straightforward. We love family affair products. Uh, you know, it's always great to be able to tell the story and obviously then put the product into the use case. But was this the first product that you guys have ever developed? This is the first product that I've ever brought to commercial for commercial sales. I, I had come up with a seismic, insula, a seismic isolation device for hanging non-structural elements when I was doing shake testing uh, when I, in my civil engineer days after school. So I, I've been one to come up with unique uh, solutions, I guess, but never brought anything to market. Interesting. So let's talk about when you were creating TidyBoard in terms of the process there. Like, how did you go about deciding what features to include with the designs, what elements in terms of bamboo or plastics and those sorts of things? Talk about that process and how you got started there. I think the bamboo we like because it's natural, it's re renewable, it's a relatively eco-friendly product, and it's not too expensive. Also, it's rigid. And since we're leveraging off the counter, we also thought plastic would be more likely to sag over time if we didn't put in any sort of like reinforcement within the plastic. And um, again, less plastic, the better, I suppose. And yeah, I guess we like the look of the bamboo as well. Any challenges that you guys encountered when designing the product? Oh, yeah. I guess 
having this product have a small footprint for delivery purposes and for shelf space, that's kind of where we went to the silicone collapsible solution. And that was a big part of it was mainly we need to reduce the amount of square footage on a shelf and reduce the size when we want to ship it and reduce the size when we want to mail it. So I guess you just start to think about dollars and a lot of times that is what drives design. So in your Kickstarter campaign, you had said that you guys were going to be shipping this month. How's, uh, how's that process going? Oh, well, I think our campaign officially was published October. So good question. <laughs> I think there was a point where we had mentioned September. So as far as delivering in October, my guess is we're pushing this back to November. We're still hoping for that. But the reality is we are seeing some potential issues with the large container and the large strainer. And a few of them seem to be bowing in since it's such a long container. And so we're now toying with the idea of a permanent center bridge brace that prevents any deformation, but also acts as a handle so that you can pull the large catch and container out of the board easily. So we're, we're seeing it as a positive and we just really want a product that lasts and doesn't deform and continues to work properly over time. So it's a tough decision to change, you know, aesthetically, but overall functionality should be uh, the number one priority. Absolutely. So when did you first get introduced to crowdfunding itself as a option to bring the product to market with? You know, it actually might have the first time that I was really a kind of a believer was boosted electric skateboards. Okay. I was at a party in the city and someone's telling me how they just threw down $1,800 on an electric skateboard. And I myself started a club in college called Board with School. And it was all about skateboarding, snowboarding, and surfing. And so I'm intrigued by this electric skateboard idea because I used to skateboard to class every day and I still skateboard. And I'm actually a disbeliever. I'm like, you're nuts. Like, how could this actually be really any good? I didn't believe it. And then I saw it in person months later, some person on an electric skateboard, and I was just blown away. What an amazing product Boosted Boards was. And I then went and bought one. And I'm like, wow, you can – people actually throw down money on Kickstarter. And it, it was just the first time where I just thought that was a, a reasonable way to raise money for a good product. So let's talk a little bit about the uh, preparation work that you guys did to launch the campaign. Um, what were some of the marketing techniques or things that you guys used internally to put the campaign in such a great success point? Because, you know, when the campaign ended on Kickstarter, you guys had over 5,700 backers and raised over $600,000 for the campaign. What were some of the marketing things that you guys did during the campaign to make it fun so well? Well, uh, we partnered with Launchbin. They were kind of the secret to helping us because we both have full-time jobs and William's a full-time student. And um, we just couldn't manage everything that was required to the setup of a Kickstarter campaign. And the key to Kickstarter campaign is a lot of people know at this point is the pre-campaign. You need to have a strong following when you start. You have to have a lot of interested people so that you get a quick kick of infusion of money into the Kickstarter on the first day. And it gives you reputability right away. When people see that, oh, wow, this has already raised 60K. Seems like a safe bet. Sounds like they're going to be successful. Seems like they're going to be able to pull this off. So committing to raising 
awareness before you launch is essential from what I could tell. And picking a good team to help you prepare is probably a good idea if you don't have the time to do it yourself and commit to arranging everything and building that list. I have met another person. I'll throw a shout out to Cast Caps. They just finished on Kickstarter, I believe. And she did an incredible job. And she figured it almost all of it out on her own and produced her own video all on her own. And I was just blown away that she managed to do all that. But she had committed full time to it. So if, you, if you're not going in full time on preparing for your Kickstarter launch and you're not spending the ad money building that email list, then you got to hire someone. So after your campaign ended, you guys moved over to Indiegogo In Demand. Can you tell me a little bit more about why you decided to go that route and what the process was like there? Well, we don't have a product to sell yet. We're still in the manufacturing phase, and it seems like a good opportunity to continue to raise money. We were stuck between Kickstarter and Indiegogo. Indiegogo allows for pixels from Facebook for marketing. Kickstarter does not. But Kickstarter has such a large following. I think it's just a bit more of a trusted platform. Like, for example, my boss, he will invest in Kickstarter and he hadn't heard of Indiegogo. So that was kind of what pushed me over. It's like, I know my boss knows uh, knows Kickstarter. So let's go with the tried and true. And that's kind of how it happened. And we went to Indiegogo because basically just to raise more money. Certainly. So talk to me a little bit about the backer community that you guys have built. I mean, with over 5,700 people supporting and backing the campaign, how have you gone about managing their feedback uh, and potentially taking some of that feedback and put it into potentially version two of this product? Yeah, feedback is great. It's really good to to hear how involved everyone is with great ideas. I mean, the feedback is really intense. And I should include that we also worked with a company called Jellup. Everybody who's followed Kickstarter probably has heard of this company. So they did help us um, do the marketing during the campaign. LaunchBoom really focused at the beginning of the campaign, although I think they could have done a great job during the campaign. They're specialists in the Indiegogo platform, Jellup our specialists on the Kickstarter platform. And Jella put out a survey to a lot of our customers that asked for feedback. Why do you like this product? What would you like to see? So that's how we really got a lot of our feedback is we asked them for the feedback and people were more than happy to share what they liked about it and what they would like to see. The biggest thing that we added to our product was the lid for the large container. And, um, you know, it was just such overwhelming demand for a lid that we said, fine, we're building a lid. We're doing it. And the lid is currently in the mail coming to us for testing as is we already have a few of the final products in hand too that we're testing now. So yeah, feedback is great. You know, it allows you to provide what the customer wants. Absolutely. So I'm excited to hear where, where are you guys headed next after you deliver this product? So we are going to have some features. We're going to be working, we're working already on a mat that goes on top of TidyBoard that helps direct the juices from the board into the large catch. So the issue that the one shortcoming that we knew we always had was, okay, juices could potentially go in between the crevice of the container and the board, which would then leak onto the counter or if it's not in the sink, for example. And so the solution that we have for that is this mat and the mat's nice because you can throw it into a dishwasher, bamboo and wood. You never want to put those in a dishwasher. The, the heat 
and uh, moisture can separate the the wood connections. So we we kind of wanted a solution that allowed everyone to dishwash the entire uh, setup. So you got to build that juice groove, right? Well, yeah, we got the juice groove. We need yeah, we need the juice waterfall, I guess, into the the catch exactly. And another thing we we we've already started quoting and on in the works of designing is stainless steel solution. Nice. Well, Matt, this has been fun. This is uh, our opportunity to get into the launch round where I'm going to rapid fire a handful of questions at you. You good to go? I'm ready. Let's do this. So what inspired you to be an entrepreneur? I've been an entrepreneur as, as early as I can remember. I was buying candy bars at Safeway, taking orders on the playground in third grade, and then riding my bike to Safeway and picking up product and selling it with 40% margin. So, uh, yeah, I was just always an entrepreneur, always selling. The candy man can. So I was the candy uh, man. <laughs> so if you could meet with any entrepreneur throughout history, who would it be? Oh, that's interesting. I guess Ben Franklin. I think he was a, an entrepreneur. He seemed like a pretty cool guy. He uh, was a hustler. Absolutely. Um, so what yeah. would you have asked Sir Benjamin Franklin? What What books do you recommend? And um, you know, what, what's your motivation to keep pushing ahead? He, he seemed very motivated. On the uh, book front, any books you would recommend to an aspiring entrepreneur? Oh, um, I honestly just read old literature. I don't actually read very many entrepreneurial books, but I, I highly recommend The Brothers Karamazov by Dostoevsky. Just finished that. Really great book. Has nothing to do with business, but it's good for the soul. <laughs> which is always good these days. All right, Matt, last question. Uh, what does the future of crowdfunding look like? I think it looks good. I, I, I believe people are becoming more and more connected via the internet and community is actually on the rise again. And it's just really great to see um, the world supporting each other, you know, where they believe in something and see opportunity to help another. And so I, I think... I think it's just going to be a growing industry. Absolutely. Well, Matt, this has been great. This is your opportunity to give our audience your pitch, tell people what you're all about, where they should go, and why they should check you out. Tidyboard is a simple product. It solves a basic problem that people in the kitchen experience every time they cook. We are just trying to increase your usability in the kitchen and provide hands-free straining for berries and pasta or whatever else you want to strain. The price point is competitive to anything on the market. It is unique. There, there is nothing that provides nested containers or leveraged strainers off of the counter. And we believe that you'll enjoy this product and find it very useful in your daily cooking. Absolutely. Well, audience, thanks again for tuning in. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com for the notes, the transcript, links to the tidy board and everything else we talked about today. And of course, thank you to our crowdfunding podcast sponsors, The Gadget Flow and Product Hype. Matt, thank you so much for joining us today on Art of the Kickstart. Thank you for having me. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Art of the Kickstart, the show about building a business, world, and life with crowdfunding. If you've enjoyed today's episode, awesome. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com and tell us all about it. There you'll find additional information about past episodes, our Kickstarter guide to crushing it. And of course, if you love this episode a lot, leave us a review at artofthekickstart.com slash iTunes. 
It helps more inventors, entrepreneurs, and startups find this show and helps us get better guests to help you build a better business. If you need more hands-on crowdfunding strategy advice, please feel free to request a quote on inventuspartners.com. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you again next week.